0: Oh, my on Morning. Morning. There we go. Good morning, everyone. Morning, children. Well, that was good. Hello. They're like, who are you? <laughs> who on earth are you? I've not been around very much. Um, Gene and I, as many know, have been spending some time down in Lowestoft and uh, uh, on Sundays, not here very much. Here during the week quite a bit, but um, Sunday's not here. So I'll tell you, one of the highlights of my week last week was... Um, Uh, Marcus and I dropped into the Life Group Leaders meeting on Zoom on last Sunday evening. And it was wonderful just to see a kind of screen full of faithful faces that made me smile. And actually the passage we're looking at in Titus uh, in in 2 Corinthians in a minute, the, the chapter before in chapter 7 talks about Titus and how Titus brought this sort of joy, put a smile on Paul's face. And um, you do put a smile on my face, genuinely. It was a real joy and highlight just to be with you guys on screen for a short moment um, on Sunday evening. We really miss being around. Um, and so we're not around now until probably, I think November might be down. Um, Gene and I are going to Stockholm as well at the weekend. Um, not, not for a jaunt or a holiday. Uh, we're going over there to spend some time with Phil and Emma Whittle at Grace Church. So we're looking forward to that, and just appreciate your prayers for that as well, that we're able to serve the church family there well when we go to Stockholm. Um, Now, uh, gift day. Yeah, today's our gift day. And we have a couple of year, and um, if you're new to Kings or new to church, or whatever, then uh, we do this a couple of times a year on top of our regular giving. And rather than me read out the verses we're gonna read today, Helen. um, Where's Helen? Helen's gonna come and help us together read the passage that will come up on the screen you need a microphone don't you there you go look there's one no you don't need to there you go all yours thank
1: you i need i need the words to come on the screen so you've got bible two corinthians
0: (laughs) chapter eight. we can read on the screen as well but open your bible as well
1: we thought um the children could read this but um we think they might need a bit of some adult help because there's a few tricky words in there but children you can you should be able to read it i think a lot of you are really good readers i know that so have a look
0: It's not all on the screen. (laughs) Anyway, never mind. Are we reading all of it? Yeah, read all
1: Are we reading all of it, are we?
0: If you want to just read verse 2, go
1: for it. I think we're reading verse 2. Yeah. Can you see where there's a tiny little 2 on the third row down? We're reading from there. So we'll do it all together, everybody. Ready? In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy... And their extreme poverty wells up in rich generosity.
0: Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause. (laughs) Well done, children. Thank you. Now look, um, before we get into these verses, and I'm going to speak on verse 2 mainly, but the context Paul is writing in here is to a church uh, in Corinth and encouraging them to take part in this giving and helping other churches. And so he's trying to encourage them in that. And he uses these Macedonian churches as an example, these other churches as an example, and to kind of provoke them a little bit. Uh, But before we get there, I've got a question. So, how or what causes a volcano to erupt? Does anybody know? Adults keep quiet. I mean, any children know what causes a volcano to erupt? Oh, wow. Hand up. Kick. Go on. When it gets very hot, you're not wrong. Absolutely right. Heat, anything else? When it shakes. When it shakes. Yes, there's movement there when it shakes. I've got a feeling I know what's gonna happen. Anything else? Oh, one, hit, hit. Tectonic plates, when they move and all the rest of it, when there's something going on. Absolutely, there's something going on under the surface. I'm going to get out of breath if I come anymore, so I'm going to sit down again. Uh, So there's a few things I discovered. Oh, there's a hand at the back. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Keep your hand down, Dan. Go on. Yeah, so tectonic plates, if a tsunami or something like that happens, there's something shaking, Yes, something happening. Brilliant, I'm definitely going to sit down now. (laughs) Okay, brilliant. So the three things I discovered were these sorts of things. There's this very hot magma, which is very, very hot. And um, as it melts, it becomes lighter, okay? The volume increases, the mass remains the same, volume increases. There's a build-up of pressure from the gases in the magma, and then there's injection of new magma that comes in, and maybe that's through the tectonic plate shaking or earthquakes or something going on underneath, that new magma, this lava gets injected into the magma that's expanding, and then suddenly, boom, we have an overflow and eruption. Now, we have our very own spectacular, no expense spared CGI volcano here. Look at the excitement on the children. I'll tell you, they are jumping out of their skin. (laughs) So Helen, crowd round a bit, crowd round the volcano. We wouldn't normally say that, would we, to children? Health and safety and all that. Obviously, don't get near to real volcanoes. I watched a documentary on that. Anyway, I won't go there. Um, So this is our volcano. Adults, if you want to crowd in, you can. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I hope it's not too disappointing. <laughs> right, the <a> volcano. <laughs> All right, let me get out of the way. What we need is a bit of a build up to this, don't we? So a bit of a... How long How long have we got to do this for? 10 minutes, Ten minutes. okay, let's do us let's, do it. let's, do it. let's go, go again. Ready guys, come on. That's it, loads of noise. Because volcanoes make lots of noises, so come on. Keep going, my, my arms are getting tired now. Can you help, please? You lot are sitting there passive. Come on. Can you hurry up, Helen, please? Because my arms are getting really tired here, to be honest. <laughs> oh, oh. 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 Hey! Look at that! It's flowing over. It's amazing, Helen. Thank you. <laughs> Is it going to go? Again? Is it going to go more? You're getting hopes up now. I wanted to set fireworks off inside of it, but apparently that wasn't an option. Um, well, children, are you impressed? <laughs> thank you, Helen. All your <laughs> it's going to keep going. Don't worry. It will illustrate the point. All right. It... Oh, it's going more. It's going down now, look. There we go. Is it? How long do you think it's going to go on for? Is it going to flood down the stage and all over you lot? Right, well, look, if you can tear, you, feel free to stay there, children, and uh, be mesmerized by that. Look, the verse we, if you can tear your eyes away from the spectacle that is taking place beside me, I've got to now bring this back. (laughs) All right. Shh, guys. Whisper slightly. That'd be great. (laughs) Is it strawberry? No, you don't eat lava. Just whatever you do, don't touch it. It's obviously burning hot. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. We're just having this conversation. You just talk among yourselves for a minute. Anyway, right. Verse two. Let me just... uh, Where are we going with this? Where we just read out, out of severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty, it welled up into rich generosity. Out of three very unlikely ingredients, something that was not visible became visible and changed the landscape. That's what volcanoes do, isn't it? Whole new islands are formed when a volcano erupts. And we've got these three things here. One is, it says, out of severe and great trial. If you want to know what they were facing, just go and read Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 17. talks about these Macedonian churches, Philippi, Thessalonica, and how uh, the, the persecution they faced, Paul and others faced. A chap called Jason doesn't get mentioned very much in the Bible, but Jason is in there. He gets dragged off. There's mob violence. It's not good, right? And so out of that, and then the second, the, the second thing it says is extreme and deep poverty. It literally means that these Macedonian churches were experienced, one writer put, rock bottom poverty. That's not just, I don't know, can't afford to something. Rock bottom poverty. And so that's the second ingredient. And then the third ingredient we read about was overflowing joy. Now, I'm glad we've, we've sung those songs, and, and Philippians was read out earlier as well. This, this, it's full of joy, that letter, and yet Paul's writing it from prison and he's writing it you know, to churches that were facing real hardship, serious hardship, and yet he's saying that out of this joy, and in that letter he says, rejoice always. I'll say it again, rejoice, the letter's full of it, and, and, and I guess they took Paul seriously. They listened to what Paul said, Let joy be the thing that wells up in you. And if you go on and read verse 9 as well in this in chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians, the source of this joy is right there that the the Macedonian church is new, that the Corinthian church is encouraging them in. He says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know. Raises a question, doesn't it? Do we know? Do you know, do I know, hi mate. the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know it? Are you growing in the knowledge of God's grace into your life? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, 8 verse 9, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. Speaking about Jesus is giving up everything, giving up everything to death on a cross, so that through his poverty, as he hung there with nothing, giving up everything for you and I, that through his poverty we might become rich. That's the gospel of grace. That's the gospel of grace. Do you know it? Are we living in the good of this incredible grace? And it's interesting that it's severe trial, overflowing joy, deep poverty. It's like joy is the sandwich filling between these two things. Overflowing joy. And it's from there, it says it welled up. In other words, it overflowed in more than that. It overflowed, it abounded. That's the word that's used here. In fact, it's used about 10 times in 2 Corinthians and three times in chapter 8. So what overflowed? It wasn't lava was it? They overflowed with anxiety. They overflowed with worry. They overflowed because they're facing severe trial, extreme poverty, they haven't got a lot. They overflowed with, let's hoard it. They overflowed with fear because they were facing difficult circumstances? No. They overflowed with rich, liberal, generous giving, out of poverty, out of affliction. It was genuinely the most unlikely explosion ever. The Apostle Paul is surprised by it. He's like, how is this possible? What? And yet look what's happened there. And it's the gospel of grace that wells up all that Jesus has done in a person's life to this generous giving. And you might be thinking, look, Toby, current financial crisis. Have you been watching the news recently? Are you aware of what is going on? Yes. Very aware. And very aware that, that, that people, you, may be facing Financial pressures that you've never felt before. You may be having to ask questions of all sorts of things to do with income and finance and mortgages and all these sorts of things. There can be real pressure. There is real pressure at this time. And yet Paul here still speaks into this. We know many are going to be asking questions about heating or heating this winter. And we want to respond to that. Some of the gift day, Paul's going to come up in a little bit and explain some of the gift day, what we're going to be giving into but we want to be helping people. But if you want something to, to read on this, um, an excellent resource has been produced by Jubilee Plus, Responding to a Deepening Crisis. We've got some copies at the back. We'll also probably just send it around the church, I think. Um, Jubilee Plus is an org- organisation uh, that's um, just superb in helping churches be equipped on how to serve those who are maybe uh, trapped in poverty to empower people to walk free from it in our nation. So we'll send that round, but we recognise the challenge. But Paul did too, when he was making the ask. He knew what they were facing. And that's why grace is so important. It's mentioned two times as well in this verse that we say in our little um, giving booklet as well, if you want to know more about giving as a church as well, these are on the back there, giving. It just explains everything. I'm not gonna go into more detail today, but just say it says everything in there, that's online as well. Have a read of that. But in there we make the point that what we don't want at Kings is kind of guilt trip giving or ought to, or should do, or arm twisted, or whatever. We want grace-driven giving. We want the kind of giving that flows from these ingredients of the gospel of grace at the core and center of a person's life, that starts to take root and has an outward working and becomes visible. One of the ways that grace becomes visible in our lives individually, but also as churches as well, is giving. The gift of giving. The grace of giving. It's a gift. How often do you pray for that? but it's a gift. And Paul's saying that about these churches in Macedonia. This grace that was there in them suddenly erupted up in this generous giving from the most unlikely of places. Grace overflows in our generosity towards others and changes the landscape as well. So we're going to give in a minute, and um, Paul's going to come and explain that in a bit. But before we do that, Martin, sorry, didn't chat to you before the meeting, did I? Hey, I'm mine. Run up here. I had to run. You can run. Uh, <laughs> now come up here, mine. Mine just had a word. I was, I was meeting Martin earlier this week, and he shared something. I thought, oh, that'd be great. Just share this now. And then and if the band want to come back up as well, that'd be great. We're going to sing again before we do any more. Come on.
1: Right. Um, so it's probably a couple of years back, um, 24-7 prayer. Um, I've shared this with Life Group and a few others, but... Um, yeah, um, God really placed the feeding of the 5,000 on my heart. Um, and as I looked at it, I saw a pattern that's there in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it's the disciples, they, they see the need. They see the 5,000 plus, and they're like, oh, they've got to eat. <laughs> um, and they come up with their own plan. They go to Jesus, and they s- tell him to send them away. Go, go send them off to get themselves their own food. Um, Jesus then challenges them and tells them to give, give them something to eat. Disciples, they go away, they look at what they've got, they come back with five loaves and two fish and say, it isn't enough, we haven't got enough, we can't do it. And then Jesus instructs and organizes and he says, okay, do this thing, go organize, go gather people together in groups. And only after the disciples have obeyed does he multiply their meager resources to feed 5,000 people, um, and I just really feel that's a word for us as a church that we're going to see a lot of need, uh, that you don't need to be a prophet to see that there's going to be lots of need uh, in this country, in this world, in the coming months and years, but as we, we see the need, we, we mustn't be like, <laughs> well, we do need to be like the disciples. We need to come to Jesus with the meager things we've got and say, Lord, take what I've got and and use it and be willing to take steps of of faith and be obedient to whatever he tells us to do. Some of those things may not make a lot of sense. They may not seem to immediately answer the need, but it's Jesus who does the multiplication. It's Jesus who takes the little that we've got and makes it go an incredibly long way. Um, So that was it. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you ever so much.
0: So one of the, um, should we stand if you're able to? Or One of the key things, again, as you read through this in chapter 8, there's a little bit that Paul says about their giving and their generosity. And he says, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us. That's exactly the order it should be. We give ourselves first to the Lord. And so, before we explain about where we're giving and all this sort of stuff, it's so important. It's first to the God. It's first to Jesus. It's first to the Lord, is the one we give ourselves to. And again, that's all, to, you know, centering our lives on Him, loving Him with all our hearts, and everything again flows from that place. It's unseen, but then it erupts. Starts to change the landscape around us. And Lord, I pray that, Father, for each one here that knows you. Maybe you're here this morning and you just don't you don't even know if you believe in God or any of this. And I just encourage you during this time to think about what's been said, what's been sung, just reflect maybe a little bit on this whole God thing and Jesus thing. I totally get it. If you've got kind of questions around that, but I hope you're able to use this time for, to, to consider him and what he's done if you're a Christ follower, then use this time to give yourself first to him. To so just again, once to say, look, I'm yours, Lord. <laughs> Paul says that, Jesus said, actually, if you, if you try and keep hold of your life and hang on to it and sort it all out and like be in control of it all, you'll lose it. But if you give your life up for my sake, if you lose it for my sake, and the key thing is his sake in that, you'll really find what life's all about. And Lord, I pray that, Father, thank thank you so much for the ongoing, regular, sacrificial giving that goes on in this church. Lord, thank you for those over years, decades who have been consistent in faithful giving, and then giving on top on gift days, and Lord, all these others. We're just so grateful for the generosity that is there, that has welled up many, many times before. And our simple prayer is, Lord, just just do it again and do it again and do it again. And I pray as we sing and as we focus on you now, I pray for grace in our lives to start to well up, Lord, into this generous giving that benefits other people. Amen.